Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. 39 and single. Can someone help me out? He could be balding, bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white. Wow, wow. Last week I begged for some Apple podcast ratings and reviews and you guys fucking really delivered and made me feel extra special. So special I even welled up with tears. And now I have over 300 five-star ratings on iTunes. Hell yes, everybody. That is what I'm talking about. If you haven't done it yet, please go for it. I need attention and validation at all times. Now, when I left you last week, I had just gotten confirmation that my HCG had gone down to one and I was scheduled to see Dr. Kalen the next morning to figure out next steps. I was hoping for a natural IUI, but if I walked in there and he said, let's start IVF right now, well, I was ready to go. So, here I am the next day at my ultrasound. Right side, right ovary. What? That is a cyst. Great. So, well, that is our answer. Right. So, we're going to measure this. 32 by 28. And 10 by 10. Two cysts? Yeah, this is really little, though. 10 by 10. And then there's other follicles, but they kind of get squished. It's really hard to see them. So, like... There's like a follicle there, there's another little follicle there, there's another follicle there. But this is sort of taking up all the all the spotlight. Okay. Left side. Looks good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven on the left. This is the left over here. So, um so there's two options when there's a cyst like that. One is to just simply wait. Not mess with it. Don't just let the kind of body get back into the regular scheme of things. The other is to give you a short round of birth control pills. My inclination is to sort of let, just get back into the regular scheme of things. Because that's what I was hoping you would say. Then I asked him if it was okay to try and do an unmedicated IUI when there's a cyst there. We can try. And so the way that we do that is we just simply watch. He had me do a blood test to check my estrogen, and that would let us know if the cyst was basically just an inert ball of water that was easily shrinkable, or if the cyst was creating hormones, in which case it may throw some other things off track. So let's see you back in one week. Okay. We'll take a look, see how things look, and then go from there. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Julie. Have a wonderful day. Now, if you want to see the ultrasound video, you can log on to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and watch the video. Now, anyway, I got to talk about this for a second, though, because here's the thing. The day after my ultrasound with Dr. Kalen, I started spotting. 
for three days, Tuesday night through Friday day. What the hell was happening? Was this bleeding from my cyst? Was my body still correcting from the chemical pregnancy? Was I about to start another period? Luckily, I had an interview scheduled with a fertility nurse consultant named Kate Davies. This meeting was set up through OvuSense, a company that makes this ovulation monitor. OvuSense is a medical device that you wear in your vagina (laughs) overnight, and it accurately measures your core body temperature and can actually predict ovulation. Anyway, 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 Kate answered my questions about my reproductive system and why the hell I have cysts and why I might be spotting. When you have a cyst that ruptures, then you can get a little bit of spotting. You might get some other symptoms like pain, for example. Um, But yes, it's quite possible if a cyst ruptures that you may get a little bit of spotting. It makes me nervous that like... I've never had blood in the middle of my cycle, but maybe I'm not mid-cycle. Maybe this is still left over from this last month of like my, yeah. am I still, maybe I'm just still adjusting. Yeah. I mean, it, once you, when you've had... It was only last week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so much has happened. You know, your hormones are probably all over the place a little bit. So whenever yeah. you get spotting, there are three, three things really that should be ruled out. One is infection. Um, the other is pregnancy and the third one is a hormonal impact. So it's very likely for you that it is due to hormones. Um, but you don't know really without checking all the other things, but those, those are tend to be the three things that we try and and check for. But yes, absolutely. It's possible if your sister's ruptured that you may notice some. I think the most important thing is, is if it continues or if you, you know, get it again, definitely you should mention it to your doctor. And I, I would say as you're, you know, going to start again I think definitely mention that you had this it's important to mention that yeah. you had this bleeding because any bleeding instrumental bleeding isn't normal so it does need to be checked out yeah why do you think I got cysts you think that's just normal it happens in, in in every cycle or do you think it could be from the chemical pregnancy or do you think it could be from the folistim and the overdraw could be could be med- medical yeah, yeah absolutely so the medication might do it but again women can have cysts at various different times um it's it's really common um yeah. don't really know why but they they can appear um and then they can spontaneously um rupture and then they're reabsorbed by the body so it it's it's so common we probably all have cysts at some point okay yeah so the last cycle i took the Follistim and Overdrill, and this month I guess I'm just gonna see, try and get everything to go naturally. Mm-hmm. But in general, do these things mess you up or disrupt your natural cycle from month to month? So you might find that this next cycle is a little bit disturbed. Um, you might you might have found you mentioned the fact that your you know period was heavier. Um, that's really normal. Um, you might find this this cycle length is slightly different. Again, that would be quite normal, just as the hormones balance out. Um, that that's why in some circumstances, not all, and it very much depends on age and other factors. But in some circumstances, you're recommended not to do back to back treatments, just to give your body that time to kind of get back to normal a little bit. But again, be guided by your um, doctor on that. Yeah. For more about Kate, you can go to her website, yourfertilityjourney.com, or you can find her on Instagram at yourfertilityjourney. She works with OvuSense, but she also has her own private practice working with women and couples who are trying to conceive naturally and also couples who are going through IVF. So if you are in the UK, definitely hit her up. 
If you want to hear the whole interview I did with Kate Davies where I go into way too much detail about my cervical mucus and some other private matters, you can, you guessed it, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Patreon.com forward slash spermcast. It's a really good interview and she's got a lot of really good, smart information and advice. Also, if you're trying to get pregnant, you should definitely look into OvuSense, the fertility monitor that I was talking about. I'm not saying this because they sent me a free OvuSense, which, I mean... Wow, thank you, OvuSense. I really appreciate that. I'm saying this because it's so much more accurate than those dumbass ovulation predictor kits where you have to pee on the stick. It accurately tells you when you're going to ovulate with 24 hours notice. So, now you're as caught up as I am on my reproductive system, except it's Monday morning and I have an ultrasound with Dr. Kalen this afternoon. I may walk in there and hear that my cysts have doubled in size, or maybe they've shrunken but I've already ovulated, or maybe they've shrunken and I haven't ovulated and this is the perfect time to do an IUI. Ugh, waiting sucks. But since I have to wait, so do you. At least till the end of this episode, because right now we're going to do a fun interview with my friends, Michael and Jesse. They're co-parents. Enjoy! Hi. 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 Michael Bellavia. Yes. Jesse Birchbach. Yes. Molly Hockey. Thank you. <laughs> you two are co-parents. Yes. We are. And not accidentally. No. Not like through a divorce. No. It's intentional. Intentional co-parenting. Very cool. Very cool. They have a baby. A boy. A child. A man. Three? Two? Three. Three. Going to be four in another month. Wow. What's your name, young man? Dominic. What's that now? Dominic. Dominic. Here's the thing about this interview. Jessie is a sommelier, and she made me drink a glass and a half of wine. This means absolutely nothing, except that I forgot to keep track of time, and we recorded for two and a half hours, so I'm cutting a lot of juicy stuff. Also, I may have gotten a little loose towards the end. I don't know. Guys, I have no tolerance anymore. Goodbye. We're going to just start from the top, okay? okay. So I had wanted to be a dad and a parent for a long time, mm-hmm. but I uh, I just didn't get around to it. I got very obsessed with work, mm-hmm. and it was always something I just pushed off into the future. Mm-hmm. I was also with somebody. We had been together for like when it ended. It was like 15 years. He was somebody that didn't want kids. I was somebody that did, and we knew that from the start, but it was never something that put on the front burner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I was like, I'll just do it when I'm 40. And then I turned 40. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to do this, you really have to pursue it and put some intention behind it. So I started investigating things. But you were still together at this time. We were still together at this time. How did he feel about that? He wasn't keen on it. He was supportive of me and he was helpful to me. And but he's just like, you know, I think it might be a time for me to move out. But we stayed together and we had looked at still doing this. So I started an investigation. I went to the Gay and Lesbian Center. They had a, a co-parenting kind of meetup. There were three people in it. It was really kind of sad. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. And, but it was like the first time I'd ever even heard of this concept and getting a sense of it and understanding that there were other people out there that were looking to just like kind of meet up with people to potentially do this thing. And so I was like, well, maybe I'll just do surrogacy on my own and like get somebody to uh, somebody's egg and all this stuff but it was very expensive also and then i looked at overseas surrogacy like in india because i had a friend who 
who did it had a kid via India, but then they changed their laws and you can't do that anymore. Michael researched everything he could possibly do to have a baby on his own. Because egg donation and surrogacy are so expensive in the States, he looked to India, Thailand, and Mexico. Then he gave up on the idea of egg donation and surrogacy altogether and began the rigmarole of getting certified to adopt. So I got certified to adopt. But then... I remember process- when you were going through the adoption part of it, you're like, look at the room. I had to prepare it f- yes, this way. You have to, and like, it's very strange because they, they make inspect. you create this shadow room in your house. Oh, my God. You had to prepare as if a kid came into your house the next day that you would be prepared. Then they, as part of that interview process, the social worker started questioning, what is this relationship between the two of you? And started digging into that. It's a very invasive process yeah. to get certified. to. It's like... It was more rigorous to go through that than it was eventually to go through surrogacy. I'll say that. Wow. And I didn't have an advocate. That's the other thing. If you're going to go, I would get your own agent. I I would go and work through an agency. I was working directly through the county. So, Was it costing you money to get this certification? No, that's the thing. So when you go directly to the county, you don't pay for it, but you pay for it with time and Mm -hmm. like agita. But there were a couple of things that just serendipity hit that was kind of crazy. One, my cousins were in the attic at their house and they found a garb, literally a garbage bag filled with old stock certificates that my uh-huh. grandparents had. One of the stocks in this bag was worth uh, $210,000. <gasps> it's crazy. That, and then also come to find out that, you know, I don't know if you've done this, but there are unclaimed funds that you can go after. Any state that you've ever lived in, if you went, if you moved around town or, or moved different states when you're growing up, what is it? What do I do? I go to a website. You go to every every state has a, a website about unclaimed funds, and okay. you search your name and okay. your search family members' names. That had another eight grand inside of it. Wow! I checked for myself, you guys. There's no funds for me. And then the craziest thing happened. I got on a game show. Oh my god! Uh, and it was a three person game show. Like I had three teammates. And we won $300,000. So it was insane. That's the money that then both of those things went into funding him. The process, even though eventually Jesse got involved in that process, the process turned out to be like 100 grand. And this is like five years ago, even. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. I can make this happen. We can do this thing. I said, okay, agency, give me the book of ladies. And so I started. So so that's when you decided not to go the adoption route Correct. because you had more money. More money. And I had always had a genetic tug, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, even though um, queer is a $3 bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want, I like, I felt that thing always growing up in this Italian family. Like mm-hmm. I wanted. You're not that queer. Uh, I know I'm not. I'm really kind of like kind of very straight edge, norm core. Yeah, I didn't know you. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) it was something that I had always felt like I wanted to have a genetic connection to kid, Mm -hmm. and so I went and I'm always a bargain basement person. Mm -hmm. So I found the cheapest agency that I could find, and that agency is what a surrogate agency. A surrogate agency, and they were based in San Diego. I wouldn't go to the bargain basement route again. Okay. Is that the one we ended up using? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you you can do this alone, but it just is, it's very difficult. Uh, and especially 
you need advocates along the way just because there's a lot of work that needs to happen. A lot yeah, of logistics and planning. you don't know that you need to know. Right. It's a lot. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of emotional stuff beyond just the logistics. There's a lot of stuff that you have to think through that you it's hard to do. Yeah. So anyway, they gave me a booklet of ladies to look at. I remember getting the PDF. And so you're now, just for my listeners who might not understand what you're talking about, that yeah. you're now you're looking through a book for egg donors. Yes. Not surrogates. Not surrogates. First started off with egg donors. So okay. I went to that agency again to get egg donors. Mm-hmm. And so... I started looking through the PDF. Which now you can probably just do online. And you could do it even then. Yeah. I don't, they were a little bit of ramshackle of an operation. They didn't right. have much information. You did get a picture mm-hmm. uh, of the person, of the egg donor, and then you got a bio on the person. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, I just was looking at these people, and some of them were like kind of wonky looking. Yeah. And like their descriptions were half filled out, and they were just like a one-liner thing. And I was like... I feel no connection to these people. I looked at them and I was like, I'm going to be looking back at this woman who I don't even know at all that I don't give two yeah. rats asses about. Like, I, I just, I felt defeated from that. Enter Jesse Birchbach. That's what it was. <laughs> and so I was talking to my ex about this, uh, who we were still together Wasn't at that time. Wasn't it his idea or something? And it something? was his idea. And he was like, why don't you ask Jesse? Uh, and I, I was always like, wonder why Joe thought of me. Because I didn't know Clearly, that. Clearly, I'm hot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, one. you're super hot. <laughs> you beautiful skin. What the hell? I just wonder why he thought of me to this day. I always... uh, you would really have to ask him. You weren't top of my mind. There was another friend that I had. <laughs> uh, okay. See? So that's Who? the thing. Because I never Who? even thought that it was something that I would have. So, like, we never had a parenting talk, I don't think, to No, that but point. I remember you going through this process. And I actually remember thinking he's going to ask me really yes huh and did you think he was going to ask you about this egg donation before. or about more than that I, I yeah any any of it i suppose i i didn't mm-hmm. think to what degree i just kind of had an inkling. how old were you at the time 34 5 so you're not you weren't typical egg donor age no no you she know, was old you weren't 22 you were She's almost old. geriatric. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she was, was on like, the older that side of things. Michael? Uh, A what now? <laughs> that, like, the first doctor went to said she's old and you yes. shouldn't do it with wow. her. I hated him, by the way. Who is that? I, uh, you don't I don't remember me. his name. Okay, I don't, don't even remember the name me. of the, the clinic. You do or don't? I don't. Then she said it. Oh, my God. That's the one I've heard bad stuff about. Yes. Okay. So this dude was terrible bed, like not only terrible bedside manner, but just, it just felt weird with him. And he, he was, I don't, we shouldn't mean to me. I don't want to like, can you bleep out things? Cause I don't want to get sued. But why? I don't, I would rather prevent people from going to him. I know, but we can, I I feel like it's defamation. I'll I'll definitely bleep them out. And listeners, if you want to know. He's why we had to go uh, do the process You didn't even get this, get that to that part of the story. (laughs) But but it's his, I mean, it could be his faulty practices. Why I had to go through. Because he had the best reputation Mm -hmm. out there. Mm -hmm. And he was like the place to go to. When I first went there, it was very homey. Pictures on the walls with the families and everything that they had made and everything. It was like really... It got me emotional walking into his office wow. at the first time. And he was very self-assured, very self-confident. Then during the process, the next time we went into the office, 
It was totally different. It had been changed over. He had got he because he was getting on a reality show. He had changed over the entire office. It would now look like it was the lobby of a Kardashian house oh or something like that. Settees, the round settees in a nightclub, chandel, crystal chandeliers. Honestly, I, my friends have told me about this lobby. It's and they told and they had an awful, awful experience. You guys remember the Deans? This is the same exact place where the Deans went, and they went to go do their fetal embryo transfer. And Selena's feet were up in the stirrups and everything, ready to go. And then the doctor came in and said, "What are you doing here? You have no embryos." If you want to know the name of the place, just email me, and I will tell you. So anyway, we skipped the part of like me talking to you and asking you if yes. you're going to oh, do yes. this. Yeah, let's yeah. go back. <laughs> so. I did ask Jesse if she would do this. And when I was asking her, I put everything on the table. I said, you know, I'm gold star. I'm willing to lose that. What does that, that mean? S- gold star gay means I've never. <laughs> we would do it. I would do it. Oh, you've it. never I've had never sex, had sex with, with the ladies' parts. No. Wow. No. Do you want to? Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just I didn't kidding. want to at the time, honestly. <laughs> and I still have no desire, uh-huh. even less desire after I've seen a child come out of one of those yeah, things. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I put it all on the table that I was going to do that. You uh, said you would do that? I would. So, and then I said, I had put co-parenting on the table initially also. And I said, or you don't have to be involved. So I it was like, gave all the scenarios there. The options you gave her were um, sex with the gold star. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I was um, like, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Solely egg donor or co-parenting. Egg donor, but not surrogate. Or like a Mrs. Doubtfire situation where I dressed as a male nanny. (laughs) (laughs) But the child never knew. I think she had said right from the start that she did not want to carry the kid. Yeah, right away. Right. So like that's why the me having sex with her didn't work. Also, oh gotcha, that makes sense. Because yeah. it would that I don't know if as horny as done. I was. <laughs> <laughs> me pointing. Are, are you a gold star Lisbo? No, no, no. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love boys. It's just I'm more attracted yeah. to, to the ladies. Yeah, yeah, I own, yeah. yeah. Not me. <laughs> me neither. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. So at the time, she said that she wanted to do this for me, it sounded like. Like, not necessarily the co-parenting path, but just to, like, do the egg thing. And so... Yeah, I was like, yeah, you want some eggs? Sure. Right. I think she... I don't think but she... But all along, I knew. You did? All along. You didn't directly say, I don't want to co-parent, though? Or did you say... I, I just- never said I'm not... No, I never said, like, no on the co-parenting. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, I at least knew I would give him eggs, but I also knew... And you at the time, were you single or no? That's what I was just trying to think. There was a conversation that I had with you that was like kind of tentative. And we were like sitting down here. And this was like before I met my wife, months before, even like a year before. So I think the thing is, there had been initial conversations. But I don't think when you said yes. No, he came back and it was about four months into dating my now wife. Wow. Where he was like, so are we going to do this? (gasps) How did that change things for you? Um, or did it change things? For it, you? it did. It did in that I had to kind of like because I was working as a psalm at a place uh, in Beverly Hills, and just at the beginning of like a budding, like I knew I wanted to marry her from day one, but I, I, um, she didn't want to have kids. Oh, and I had already kind of known that. So then he he was like, "Hey, do you want to do this for real?" And I was like, "Oh shit, yes." And then oh, I yeah. had to go to Erica. Talk to her about it. And say, hey, I'm doing this. I know that we're, 
you know, just getting started and we're going strong, but this is where I am. I'm going to do it no matter what. And you can decide to I'm going to give my with... eggs no matter what. But you didn't say I'm going to co-parent. I didn't say I was going to co-parent to her. No, I didn't. Because at that point, she, I, th- I know you're saying you uh, you knew all along you were going to. I did. To me, at least, she never said that. I didn't. So no, at this point, I, I didn't going convey that the, to her either. The Kardashian lobby, I'm thinking I'm doing this on my own. Right. So were you paying for the whole procedure? So I was paying with the, all that stuff then. Mm-hmm. So paid him first. And so the first stuff they do is then hype her up on hormones to right. generate the eggs and everything. Yeah. And so, so then they did a retrieval, just one retrieval, one set of it. Cause she produced a lot. Yeah. How uh, many? A ton. I don't know. 30 ish or something. Damn. Something like that. Uh, it was gnarly. It was a, it was a lot. <laughs> was uh, so loud. And I, and my, you were like, oh, we should go into business. Yeah, my stuff <laughs> You're was a machine. Yeah, yeah. wow. Uh, my stuff was healthy and usable too. They made embryos from it. We didn't test any of those embryos, uh-huh. and it was during that time that we just were both getting bad vibes off the doctor. Uh-huh. So we didn't like the guy, and we said, you know what? I, I started looking around. But for, you had these embryos. We had these embryos. I said, you know what? I found another doctor who could do the procedure cheaper. That was also my my big thing. Mm-hmm. Could do it cheaper. Let's go with him. So literally, you can pay a service to carry the embryos, or they give you a canister yeah. to carry the embryos to the other place. Tank. A nitrogen tank. Yeah. So I did that because cheaper. cheaper. I get the nitrogen tank. It sat literally here in this room for a little bit. Uh-huh. I then had to drive it up to the valley because this place was in Thousand Oaks, I think it was. Somewhere in that transportation process, <gasps> those embryos, none of them survived. What? So they all either dethawed. And that's the other thing is like nobody will claim like ownership of like where the fault in the process right, was. Because you don't know because you didn't test them. So you don't know if they were good. Correct. To begin I don't know with. if they were good to begin with. I don't know if I like know it, was it was the trend like. If they did a shit job at the clinic, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Oh, yeah, please. So I don't know if they did a shit job at the clinic. I don't know if they did a shit job at the freezing point. I don't know if when it was being put into the canister, it was a shit job. I don't know if I like jumped over too many potholes on the drive there. I don't know if they unfroze them bad. I don't know if they then restored them in there. And nobody wants to take ownership of it. That was 16 grand down the drain. Wow. Okay, pause. You know how I've been weighing my options with IVF, and I think I brought up in another episode, you know, the question of whether or not to use my frozen eggs from when I was 37 or to save those for my future husband who should be showing up any day now. Well, another question about using my frozen eggs is do I do the IVF process with my frozen eggs over at my previous clinic where my eggs are currently stored, or do I transport those eggs over to Dr. Kalen's office? If I do the procedure at my previous clinic, it is the most expensive clinic in Los Angeles and it will cost just as much as going to Dr. Kalen's for full IVF. But if I transport those frozen eggs to Dr. Kalen's, then we could have a lot of questions if there's any problem and no embryos are made. Dr. Kalen and his embryologists are very capable of doing this successfully, but he did warn me that if something happened along the line, we'd all be heartbroken and we wouldn't know who to blame. Was it a problem with the original freezing at the first clinic, a problem with the transport, or a problem with the thawing at his clinic? 
He suggested that if I want to do IVF with my frozen eggs but couldn't afford to do it at my old clinic, that I could transport 8 of my 16 eggs to his clinic. That way, if anything did happen to them in transport or wherever, I'd still have 8 left as backup. Anyway, back to Jesse and Michael. But So that's money. So that but, was the retrieval and the making of the embryos. Yes, but that was also like a point of loss. I know I'm focused on the money bit, but that was the first time where I was like, I felt loss. And that yeah. was really... Heartbreaking. Yeah. I don't, and it was strange to feel loss because they're just embryos. And then it made me... And I'm already a screaming liberal, but I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. And it did start making me think, well, these were not alive, but were they? Because I wanted them to be alive. Right. So... And meanwhile, I, it was for me, it was the doctor's like, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be working the next day. No biggie, you know. Oh, yeah. And I, I wasn't. When, I no. mean, I froze my eggs years ago and I didn't, I felt like shit for a month. Literally, for a week, I couldn't, I, if I bent over, like, did you get the balloon ovary feeling? Yes. You felt? Yes. I felt like I had rocks in my pelvis. Yes. Like bricks. I just, it hurt to. Because your ovaries were huge. Yes. Your, your follicle, your. Oh, your what are they eggs yeah <laughs> your eggs were huge yeah maybe like that big uh, well and you had a bunch of them in there swollen no 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 molly it's not your eggs that get huge during the stimulation process it's the follicles and the follicles are in your ovaries so your ovaries get huge the eggs are just a single cell and they're only about 0.12 millimeters i know this because i reached out to one of my listeners who's doing a fertility fellowship Dr. Stephanie Rothenberg. Thank you, Stephanie, for answering my questions. After the procedure, I was laying there and I'm like, something is wrong. I oh. just, I felt like, I was like, there's there's a knife in my left side. Something is wrong. Something is wrong. I had um, Erica call the doctor. Ronnie came over and brought a heating pad. Like, we didn't have a heating pad. Filled with vodka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but it was, I and I'm not like, I'm like, I'm a pretty like tough, you know, I don't like to be a baby about things but if something hurt something was wrong and and because i called it and he's like oh you'll be fine it was just it was terrible he was terrible Hmm. i want to say the name <laughs> i'm not saying the name i think we should <laughs> yeah well, no just listeners why. if you want to know the name of this clinic just email me yes <laughs> getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, uh, Michael went on to tell us that while Jesse was going through her egg retrieval process, they were also trying to find a surrogate at the same time. Finding a surrogate that you trust and who's willing to work with you is hard, so they got very far along in the process with a number of different surrogates only to get booted back to square one when one was discovered to be a liar, or another had to move to a different state, or maybe the surrogate only wants to carry for heterosexual couples. It was not an easy process. I don't know. But what I was going to say was, is that we had to decide while all of this was happening at the same time. And I just went through that kind of way, way well, harder process yeah. than I thought. And then he was like, do you want to do this <sighs> again? Right. right. And, and, this, and it was just after this. And we both, we, we cried. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like, you feel, that's the thing. I was just like, you felt lost over this thing and you felt like, okay, this is, this could be the end of it. And then your dream is dead or you have to like, 
I was already thinking, do I start with the, the other friend that I had on the list and going to her? But I was like, that's literally started. And I'm olden, oldening, oldening, oldening. It's like the whole thing. It's like, it's like, oh my God, do I, can I still have this intestinal fortitude to do this? Because you have to have this constant will that yeah. you want to do it. And then, I don't know, I just even read today about this thing of like, sometimes you just have to get to that point where you know you leave something in the past and you leave it behind. And I was just like, oh fuck, am I at that point? No. Well, and then so I and then when we were talking about it, I just I told him what my mom said to me when I came out to her, which is, "I love you. I don't care what, but I want a grandchild." Oh. And then I think that that I when I said that to you, you got upset about it, or you you were. I think that's what kind well, of I, made you because I was also like, you also don't know. Is it something with us? Like, is it just the, the union of our two things? Like, we didn't know if right. it was a transportation. Right. Uh, like, it could have even just been like... Oh, I knew. It was a doctor. We make freak babies. So we don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. It was him. Bad doctor. Yeah. Email me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you all about him. So there was even like, do we give this a shot again and everything? And I was just like, well, I went through the whole thing about, well, I want to do this and I want to have a... And so I just, so I think you then, it was mainly, do you want to go through this physically again? Wow. So. Wow, Jesse, that's a lot. Yeah, but I did. And it was a night and day difference in terms oh of gosh. like. Yeah. So new doctor. I mean, he had like, it wasn't, you know, it didn't look like a reality show TV doctor office. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were like mitts on the stirrups. He's <laughs> very nice. And you could tell instantly when you looked into his eyes, he was a good guy. Aww. And, and it, by the way, completely different. Like I woke up, the doc was holding my hand. And he's like, you did great. Oh my god! Just so sweet. Uh, the next day, I was fine. Oh my god! Absolutely fine. I could, I could run, jump, whatever. Get out. That Completely so different. I don't know if it was like I was used to it, you know, or what. But that's crazy. It was crazy different. During that time, we also did find eventually a surrogate, and she was married at the time to another man. Uh, she was younger. She was under 30 and she had had two kids before, but this was the first time she was going to be a surrogate. Be interesting to be a surrogate as a married woman. I don't know, to have your husband and... <laughs> I don't think I would do it. I mean... To be a surrogate? Yeah. Like if I was... I don't think most people no, would I don't do think it. A, as a husband, no. I don't think... I uh, Sorry, I was putting myself in the husband's shoes. Yeah. I don't think I would let my wife do it. And because I would own my wife and I have control over her. <laughs> but I just. I'm glad you're not a straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> but it just. Like you have this other thing growing there that you have no real right. connection to. Yeah. And, and you can't. I think it was really, kind of his idea, though, right? I, it's an economic boost to yeah. them for sure. Yeah. At a certain point, if things go bad, you can't really touch your wife. You can't have sex with her or, or, yeah. or anything. And then you got these other people in your life always coming around and everything and like kind of giving but we you. We weren't super like. Right. Hands on. I no. think I asked her to play Fleetwood Mac Ruber, Rumors, that album. Like, that like, was the I, only thing I really... On yeah, the bed, and I'm like, like yeah. whatever you want. Just play Fleetwood Mac Rumors. <laughs> they do make... <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> and I asked that because that's what... Um, I was telling my mom that, you know, whenever I hear that album, an instant, like, calm comes over me. And uh. she said that was the album I played when kidding? I was pregnant with you. Yeah, and I so, just got chills. So I'm like, ooh, I'm going to do the same thing to my kid. Aww. But I don't know. I doubt she actually really did I, it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't, uh, but we didn't, we were like kind of hands we off hands in the off. Pro- yeah. process. Yeah. Uh, so then we made 
made the new round of embryos and we tested some this time just to eliminate that as a factor. So how many embryos did you get and then and then you sent them off for testing? There how were many eight did you solid up? ones that uh-huh. they said they initially did a look at and then we sent off four of them to be tested. Uh-huh. Uh, no, we sent off eight to be tested. I thought you had to do like a batch at a time. Actually, yes, so eight. you sent off eight to get tested. Four of them had either a missing chromosome or an extra chromosome or something wrong with them. Yeah. Four of them were good mm-hmm. and all four of them were boys. Wow. Yeah. Which he wanted. He wanted, wanted a boy. boy. Get out. I was like, I don't care. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wait, yeah. so at this point, are you still just egg donor? No. No, I mean, no. At this I point, it was... No, I feel... Yeah, when did it turn into co-parent? It always was. I no, know. The first, head. the first round I'm of officially? embryos... The first round of embryos... Oh, that's right. You're, she got right. hepped up on the hormones, and I think that kicked oh, in maternal so instinct. Gonna... I think mom talked to her. All, her mom talked to her at that time also. I think all of those things kick in. Wait, I have a quick question, though. Yeah. You had four embryos. Yes. Oh. How many did you put in? We only put in one. one. Because the Catholic kid in me didn't want to abort this kid in the midst of it. And I didn't want to make a decision. You definitely didn't want two kids. I didn't want twins. I knew right from my sister has twins. You can't. Can you selectively abort one? Yes. You can? You can. You can do that. There's a special word. Reduce. Wow. There was something. Okay. You could do that during the process. So, oh. Oh, is it bedtime? Yes. What time is it? Can we take a little yeah. pause for bedtime? Let's Sorry. Let's this do is... it. Actually, I have a couple questions for her while you guys go. Did you want to say, have him say anything? Oh, yeah, Dom. Hey, Dom. Can you say hi? So how do you like, uh, how do you like being alive? Is it fun? <laughs> <laughs> Babe. How many parents do you have? How many? It be- it's bedtime. He's not into it. He's not. Okay. No, you decided you wanted to come stay with daddy. And so now we got to stick come here, with daddy. Come here, come here. <laughs> what, do you call, what do you call me and mama? We failed at trying to get him to talk, but luckily Jesse had recorded him talking earlier. Would you say hi to Molly for me? Hi, Molly. <laughs> Is there something else you want to say to her? Chicken butt. You're a chicken butt. What? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Our friend Molly has a podcast. We're going to go on it and talk about being your parents. You're going to stay here with little mama. You met Molly. We were at, we went to Thai food with Auntie Trisha. You met Molly actually probably a couple times. She's really pretty, really funny. You guys ate- Auntie Trisha's birthday. Yeah, yeah. You guys ate corn on the cob together. <laughs> anyway, um, is there something you want to say? Like... You know, like about being having two moms and a dad and and two homes. How do you feel about all that? Good. Yeah, but like, like for instance, what do you call me and mom? Big mama, little mama. Uh huh. So cute. Made it up himself. Is she little? She's tinier than I am. Yeah. And what else? What else can you tell me? That's all I have. That's it? Yep. That's all, folks. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> anyway. That's cute. Yeah. So now you have three embryos. More than that. Why more? Because those were just the 
we tested so they only can they t- they only test in batches of eight if i recall correctly oh gotcha so we have more so you embryos. had more embryos yeah. okay but so you, now you have at least three boy healthy embryos yes, for sure that we know of and then a ton Do you think well interestingly enough a friend of erica's is already interested in adopting one of those embryos and does michael have feelings about that he's he's cool with it yeah i'm cool with it erica's cool with it i think she's especially cool with it because i want i i think from the beginning i wanted i wanted i just i love my sister like she's like yeah like we are fucking tight and i want i wanted him to have that especially because yeah Three parents. Yeah. Who is he going to? He has no one to complain to. Like right. I, my sister and I complain about my, we, I, we love our, my mom's amazing, but you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, so I think Erica's into it because she doesn't want another one. She doesn't want She doesn't want a what? sibling for, she doesn't want a second child. Right. I do. So Michael's want, like kind of, so eh, whatever. So you think that, okay, now who was interested in adopting the embryo? A friend of Erica's. This, you want us a full sibling for Dom it's kind of a, it's kind of like a, a, a sort like of like a commune. Yeah. In a way almost, but almost like, like a triple co-parenting. Yes. But we wouldn't, I don't think we would actually raise right. this sibling, yeah. but he would be in, he would be in Dom's life. Yeah. And so that I'd be, you're open to the yeah. idea. So at least it. have that, at least have that. Yeah. Okay. So you, aren't interested in carrying a baby ever still no interesting yeah have you ever wanted to do that no never ever i've always wanted kids but i've never wanted to carry one yeah i very much want that i had this kind of during and then even after i sometimes wish i had but i don't think it's i don't think it's changed our our bond at all no i don't yeah but so, but I think, I, no, one mom was like, "There's plenty of women that don't want to do it." Yeah, one mom was like, "Well, I forget." She was like, "I, you know, no wonder we need them. They were part of you for so long." Oh. And I didn't have that, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, the minute he, you know, was put in my arms, he his head was kind of lopsided, <laughs> and I was a little worried about that. But then, other than that, I was, you know, instantly hooked. <laughs> You're like, uh oh. It seriously what did looked I like do? a, like really? you know how, like an ice cream cone, like how one scoops like this and then another scoops like, uh huh. <laughs> like oh that's what God. it looked like. Oh and I was like, God. Jesus, is that normal? Was that from the birth? I guess so. Did he have yeah. a little cone? Yeah. And Those his head's kind of are cute. Yeah. He kind, he has kind of a big head. But me. Michael has a big head. He does. They both have. Big they both heads. have big heads. You don't have a big. Head. No, I have a very tiny head. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, I have a tiny head too. <laughs> I bet my head's tinier. Uh, really? Yeah. I want to measure. Oh, we have these. these. We'll use the circumference thing. <laughs> We're actually doing it. Then we use the microphone cords to measure the size of our heads. Whoa! <laughs> we have we equally have- tiny heads. <laughs> like exactly the same. Wow. <laughs> Good night, baby. Love you. He doesn't love you. Get over it. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> I am the favorite, though. I am I'm the favorite right now. When Michael came back, he told me how the surrogate had some problems at about 20 weeks and how scary that was for the both of them. Well, all of them. That was another time where it just thought, okay, this isn't going to happen. Like, he could pass. Like, this whole thing may not work out. 
So, uh, and how long were you, was that wait till you felt more secure? I think we waited for like six or seven months. Like it was a while before I said, Hey, like a lot of times people will be very announcey and right, say, right, 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 like, right. I don't think we said anything until like seven or eight months along, wow. uh, and still did not want to in, like invade their privacy. We weren't on top of them all the time because just cause I had known that you want to keep stress levels low during a pregnancy. So anything of like us coming and being, Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Didn't want to induce any additional stress from the outside. So it just was scary and like very existential. And where is she at this point? Like San Diego or something? La Jolla area. So like outside So when she goes into labor, what happens? I missed the call. Yeah, I got the call. She's like, I tried calling Michael and I was like, okay, I'll go over there. So we got in the car and and I like banged on the door and kept and nothing and nothing and banging and banging and finally I had to I think did you give me a key? You got in yes, you had I got in the, and then had to bang on this door and then I'm like, It's happening, dude. You were asleep. It was I was light. asleep. I had <gasps> passed like, out. Oh, oh my god, oh my god, you yeah. know how Michael is. Oh my this gosh. this was at like five AM, six AM somewhere early. Oh I was gosh. asleep and pat like I was just zonked. Uh yeah. and then so you have to get in the car and drive and go. And so went down drove down to La Jolla. I think we drove separately. Like it was also awkward in that time because I didn't want to go by myself. And so I called my ex who was still, didn't give you that timing, but like that was a crazy year. He was implanted in November. Jesse and Erica got married in February, like within less than nine months of meeting each other. February, March. Really? No, I proposed on our year anniversary. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Was it? Yes. I proposed on our one year anniversary. And then what, what was it? And then we got married a year after that. Oh, wow. That's not that Yes. It was two years? Yes. Oh, then I have to change my history in my head. Yeah. Okay. Then uh, I broke up with Joe in May, and Dominic was born in July. That's crazy. And then two weeks later, after Dominic was born, I met Mike. Oh, my God. And Mike just came in. Where did you come from? Work or something? Uh, No, I was actually in Europe traveling oh the you whole just summer. got back from europe just yeah. now i get right now I, right now i came from work gotcha. but at the time i was in europe for the full summer and I actually was messaging michael while i was in berlin i believe how did, did you meet online or something yeah i was actually on my explore page get out of and, here and uh here we are now that's crazy so what did you think meeting a guy that um was just about to who just who was having a child? I was in my daddy phase, so We're, oh my goodness, I, I was, I'm yeah. always in a daddy phase. <laughs> Daddies are always hot, so I was. I, was, I love dads. Yeah. Jesse's making the grossest face right now. She wants to throw up. <laughs> oh, I like mustaches. <laughs> so I thought it was cool. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. I think it's, I think it's weird that he. Well, I'm gonna say I think it's weird that he thought it was cool because. Uh, there's an age difference between us. What's the difference? 23 years. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. Is it? It yeah. depends on the time of the year that it exactly. is. That's hot. That's so, hot. yes. So, that was another thing. When I broke up, like with X, I, was, I wasn't looking to go into something right away. I didn't, but I was also like, who the hell is going to date a dad? A gay single dad, because that's like the last thing Even on I most would people... date a gay single dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I like dads. <laughs> but most people won't, I don't think would do that. Like, I, I don't think I, when I was his age, I would have 
I would have. How old were you at the time? Well, I guess it's only three years ago. Uh, no, we're actually about to hit four. So I was 22. What? Oh, my with, God. With a, with a shaved head and a septum piercing. Oh, my so. God, dude. <laughs> I mean, that time was crazy time. Because oh you, guys, you guys can't see them, obviously, but they look exactly alike. <laughs> they do and they don't. They also look nothing alike. But yeah, you're very similar and you have the same name. My mom had come out to live after baby was born. And that was the only way that we could have uh-huh. our own fun in the garage when she was in here watching mm-hmm. the baby. Oh, my God. Why did you tell me that? <laughs> okay, no. Jesse, and now, no, what wanna... did you think about this guy? <laughs> what did you think about this guy entering into your new son's life? Uh, well, it was pretty low-key, mm. and it sort of gradually. Yeah. Because um, I, I don't think that either of us thought it was long-term. I, and I don't know, just kind of worked over time. And it's been literally two weeks after Dom is born. So Dom is going to be four in another less than a month. Wow. And so then we're two weeks later going to be four. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So there's even love after. If you don't have anybody that comes into your life even before this baby happens for you. Well, it mom. better fucking happen later on. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed if it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> then we really got to Gabin. I mean, like I said, this was a two and a half hour conversation. Finally, we talked about labor. And it was crazy watching that happen, like yeah. seeing the hair come out of the, like, and his First. head come out. Did he have a lot of hair? He had a lot of hair. Has his very... hair gotten lighter? Yes. It was all You guys dark. dye it? Uh, no, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Get it hennaed at uh, Jose Bear. Uh, no. That, uh, Just buttery highlights, so <laughs> nothing, no bleach. He had dark hair, and when he came out, and then all that hair fell out within a month. And then he he had- got peach fuzz, and it's now all blonde. Yeah. Jesse's Is that blonde. from you? Yeah. He looks a lot like you. She was uh-huh. a toe-headed kid. I was always yeah, I had white. Hair. I had, like, white hair. Like, Same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, your hair's still very blonde. My hair got darker over yeah. time. Yeah, but it was that was pretty amazing just in there. And then, so there was a whole plan of like, who's... Whose chest does he go on first? Because oh that's a gosh. big thing. Whose so chest did he go on? He went on the surrogate's chest, actually. For, no, he yeah, didn't. he did. There's a lot of chaos in the midst of that room, and the, like as it's going on. And, and there everything. were a lot of you in there. Yeah, there Sounds were. There like was two in the viewing stands, and then us two Joe there as well. Yeah, and her husband was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were two nurses, My and then the doctor. Came eventually. Well, they weren't. They were in. They weren't in the room. room. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they put him on her chest first, and then they started moving him. And then you, we had a separate room. Did, did next you take your to shirt them. off? Uh, I did. I opened my shirt. I didn't. That's, that's uh, so cute. I didn't take it off all the way. I don't think. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I have. I've got a little a dad bod, but it's already starting. Then. Um, yeah, we did all that stuff. Jesse, though. did you take your shirt off? Uh huh. You did. I did. Yeah. Aww. It was you know. I had just like my. I mean, I wasn't naked. <laughs> I kept my pants on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to keep your pants on. Yeah. What we haven't gotten to yet is yes. what it's like to raise the, your child That's this true. way. And it's got to be interesting. So you live how far? 10 minutes from each other? Yes. yes. And what's your, what do you do? What's your schedule like? How did you do it in the beginning? In the beginning, we, um, we actually were like, let's try living together. <gasps> yeah. And so we, Cause Eric I have and space I, in this house. Yeah. yeah. Eric and I were in here. We stayed in that room. And after like a week, <gasps> uh, we were like, fuck no. <laughs> Even less than that. Erica, Erica couldn't take it. She went back. I stayed they had here. An apart- they had their own apartment. Mm-hmm. It's not like they gave up their place. Right. And and then um, I eventually 
it wasn't Michael. It was, it was that I just didn't feel like this is my home. And I didn't right. like it either. And I first, like the cheap person in me said, we should live together. <laughs> we, tried. we should try doing this thing. It was, it, It'd know, be very convenient. But they were also, they had just gotten married like two months, three months before. Mm-hmm. I had just broken up with partner. Mm-hmm. It just was a lot of life all at once. Mm-hmm. And it just made sense to start this process of like, we're not going to live together forever in a commune. Like right. we had talked that. I mean, but it would be fun. It could if you be, guys ever want to do that, let me know. I'll join. I, I love that idea, actually. <laughs> and we talked about it. We we've still t- talk about a duplex. we looked at houses, even. Like, mm. compoundy-like houses well, where there's, yard. like, multiple places to live in the same place. Like a guest house and a house or something like that. So it took some logistics figuring it out. My mom moved in here for, like, a month, and she mm-hmm. was staying here. Did Dom stay here for the first, more for the first month? Or, like, how does a... For the first month-ish, yeah. First month, yeah. And then, basically, he was shuttling back and forth. So, like, I would watch him during the day, and then there was a pass off but now our routine is like a couple days with me then we pass off or hand off at school and then at preschool and mm-hmm. then he's with them and then we flip-flop weekends right and now so i've talked to both of you a little bit separately but there are things that are going on now that like he's becoming a little bit more aware of his scenario and i, I think as brain is developing more and knowing numbers and like I think he's just getting a sense of, and kids love routine and consistency. Mm -hmm. And it is a little bit haphazard with what happens here, even though it's intentional and we're not divorced, hating each other people. Well, Uh, and the thing is we're constantly communicating with him what is is going to happen. You mm -hmm, know, like mm -hmm. today, I, you know, I was like, you know, daddy's probably going to probably pick you up. You know, he's going to take you, you know, to little mama. You know, mm-hmm. and then we're, you're going to stay with us. But then that was before he told Erica that he missed daddy. Mm-hmm. But we usually don't do like Bells was Today saying there earlier. was a handoff in a Target, which sounds very dicey. But <laughs> that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen usually, but it can happen. Sure. Uh, because you have to be flexible and like there's a good deal of improvisation when you're parenting anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I with co- he- co-parenting, I think we're, again, it's, we're constantly communicating to each yeah. other. We're trying to anyway, like he did this today. He did that. He didn't have an accident. He did have an accident. Right. That kind of thing. Cause you probably communicate has, more than a regular couple would communicate. It's possible. You it's know? actually kind of, it's, it's possible. interesting you say that. I haven't thought about that, but I think it's probably possible. Yeah. Uh, because you kind of have to to keep them up on things and logistics and everything. So there's a lot of logistics conversations. Mm-hmm. Our friendship has shifted a bit because mm-hmm. I feel like it's become. He doesn't think we're as close. Where I think, oh, I think I look at his face and now I see my son. And well, I now do I just see her. Kiss it. Okay. Oh boy. Do you oh know my what god. I mean? I'm not just losing my gold face. star status now. You yeah, missed your yeah. window. You're lady. still gonna lose it, baby. You're still gonna lose that gold star. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Oh my god. No. Uh, you definitely want. Do you want some of his? I was about to say. You definitely. Well, I don't. I definitely want to be pregnant. And you want it to be your I genetic do. material. I do. Okay. But like, if you want to give me an embryo down the road, if it's not working. <laughs> I mean, that's the I thing. I mean, you know, I'll uh, can have, yeah. be a good mommy. I think it's something like... But I do want... I want to look at my baby and, like, see... There is a difference 
and I, I don't know what, and I know that's terrible to say it's because I'm up. like, I would not, Erica would disagree. She loves him. Like I said, fiercely earlier. Right, and right, right. She would... But it's so weird when that's what I don't understand going through this process of like, if you get into a horrific do- divorce, like the people who have to co-parent after a horrific divorce, yeah. you will see your, your bio mom's yes. face in that kid for forever. So I really feel like there's got to be a little bit of you that hates your kid. <laughs> right. Because you see that fucked up wife or that fucked up husband. Yeah. Like I see wafts of her and then mixed with me. And then I see my grandfather. I see. Yeah. It's such a weird like meta experience. I want to see my grandmother and my baby. It's very. That's what it is. That is what it so is. it's so egomaniacal mm-hmm. to say this. Like what you just said is like so driven by ego. But then. I don't think you could be a human being and be divorced from ego and be divorced from yeah. that genetic code that is implanted yeah. in you and that that Yeah, it's inherent. But and I even really if you're never, gay, it's I still never is there. thought until until just now. I always thought, what is this selfish thing where I want to see my face in my baby? But it isn't. It's like I wanna see my grandmother, I wanna see my mom and mm-hmm. my dad, and they're not gonna be around forever and oh, fuck, man. Mm-hmm. I want I wanna see them. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. No, it's almost like you owe it to them. <laughs> And it's oh. why, and it's why, you know, when we were going through it, why, like when I was coming, you know, like mm-hmm. when I said, when I came out to my mom she, and she was yeah. like, as long as you give me grandkids, I love you as long as you give me grandkids. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's not selfish. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you make me cry. Sorry. The wine and <laughs> no longer on Lexapro. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not going to be you because that kid is his own individual. He's still like, he is like, he's so butch. <laughs> like I don't I don't I there's Does not mean, like, like really like, is. there's not a pansy bone in his body like I don't get it it's not true he likes putting on chapstick okay but uh, maybe but like, <laughs> I just he's, he's such sweet and thoughtful he is sweet and thought, but he's he likes a bro. rainbows yes he likes rainbows but he's a bro at his core he is a bro he's a bro yeah. I, I I can see him in a frat and he is <laughs> no, the guy no he will like, not be allowed <laughs> Like he's that guy that's gonna be chug, gonna be chug, super chug. Cool. I totally see that too. I, I see it. I see it. Uh, <laughs> I so know funny. the thing that we're gonna have to deal with. Like we think these problems we have now. Oh, I know he's gonna be getting girls pregnant. And he's, no, he's, he's so not, not gay. Okay, I he's know he's gonna gay. be getting There's girls no pregnant. Gay. Plural. Yes, okay. girls. Yes, there are. He's, he's gonna, gonna have, have potent sperm. He's gonna have a litter <laughs> by the time he grows up. In fourteen years, you're gonna be dating my son. <laughs> Um, are, do you still do the thing where you um, um, sing and harmonize? <laughs> do you want to do that? Can we? Yes. Like, I know, like, you know, obviously it's never going to happen for us. <laughs> Jesse, do you want to be my but sperm donor? I wish I could be. So so are you saying you're a good harmonizer? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What if we did, um, this was like what I thought of on the way here, actually. Oh, um, what is it? Uh, this, You've been planning Tiffany just song? this moment yes. the whole Tiffany? time. I have, yeah. Tiffany? Yeah, you know that song, I Think We're Alone Now? Yeah. So wait, so it's... So you know, you're going to harmonize and I'm going to yeah. do the melody? No, wait, yes, yeah, you'll do the... I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Yeah, and I'll do the upper part. Okay. <laughs> I think we're alone now. Doesn't seem to be anyone around. Oh, that's good. I think we're alone now. Beating up two hearts is the only sound. Oh my God, Jesse! Let's wow. make a baby. Yes! Oh my God! I wish it was the future, Jesse. I wish I could make a co-parent baby oh. with you. Oh. oh my God! Is there a way? There is a way. You <laughs> can there, have. Can yeah. I? 
it's going to happen faster between two be women. Soon. I think yes. it's going to be soon. I think it's going to be soon. Soon, sooner with two Pussy. women than it is with two men. We sounded and pretty love, good. You know what talking. I love? What I love about um, lesbian couples and making a baby is that it can be one woman's egg and it can be the other one that carries it and they can both feel that connection. Not that you need to have to carry to feel the connection, but I think that's so cool. Well, if we were together, you would carry, obviously. Thanks. (laughs) Guys, what am I doing? I have to stop. Okay. Stop. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciate you having this conversation with me. It's made me think about co-parenting more, but honestly... If that's going to happen, it's just going to, somebody's going to have to come to me because I'm not seeking it out. But hey, out there, if you want We wanna... know some gay dudes, I bet. Well, let me know because... And then we talked for 15 more minutes. Yelping guys, maestros. Guys, we have to end this podcast yes, this right now. <laughs> Goodbye. I love you. Thank you Bye. so much. And we are, we are out. And now you get to hear the ultrasound that I just came back from with Dr. Kalen. All right. That's a thin uterine lining. It, wow, you're getting you're getting too good at this lining. <laughs> okay, lining three point seven. Yes. So this that, is not happening this month, probably. Oh uh, no, we, we could we could just be at a point where you haven't really recruited a follicle yet. So these are all small follicles. One, two, three, four, five. This I think was maybe. What do we do? We have a cyst on the right. We had two on the right. Oh, you can tell him, Julie. Yeah. 32 by 28 and 10 by So, shrinking. So on the right, there's now a 15 by 9. So that's like dissolved. Plus 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 follicles. Plus some smaller ones, but 6 legit. And on the left, great. 1, 2, 3, Four, five, six, seven, eight follicles and no cysts. Great. So you are essentially me at the beginning of a cycle. Okay. A little confusing, right? How could I be at the beginning of my cycle? My period started 13 days ago. I'm in the middle of my cycle, but I guess because of the chemical pregnancy, my body needs to get into the rhythm again. And I guess when I think about it, this happened after my miscarriage back in March, where I... Couldn't really do anything for like a month and a half. Okay, so then we met in his office to figure out the plan. You, this looks like how a follicle looks like on day two or three of the cycle. Okay. Like normal, I mean, not necessarily two or three, but like there's the ovaries, and the ovaries have several follicles in them, none of which are like advanced. Mm-hmm. And then there's a cyst that I think had been sort of like suppressing the growth of any of the other follicles. And so now that the cysts are kind of shrinking away, you maybe had a little bleeding, and now we're essentially at the beginning of the cycle, which is great. Now, do you think this the game plan is we move forward doing a natural, unmedicated IUI, and then if that doesn't work, then I will be ready to go for IVF next month. And here's why. So the idea of doing it natural as opposed to like clomid or something like that, that's a good idea because if we want to do IVF next month, there's a higher chance that next month you come back and there's like a cyst after taking like Clomid or electrolytes yeah. or something like that. But doing a natural, the chance of you like just randomly developing a cyst next month is really, really low. Cool. So you'd be in good shape for that. Okay. I like that. So let's do it. So let's do it. We're going back for another IUI on Friday and then another one next Monday probably. And then next week I'll do an IUI at some point. And I'm, I'm really excited, everybody.
Now, of course, if you want to see a video of that ultrasound where Dr. Kalen's counting all those follicles, you can go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Speaking of Patreon, thank you to my newest subscribers, Ashley Binder and Abby. Thank you again to all of you who went to Apple Podcasts and rated and reviewed last week. If you haven't done so yet, please go for it. I mean, the only thing that can come out of it is me feeling good, unless you give me a bad review, which you better not fucking give me a bad review. I will tell you right now, if you give me a bad review, you will literally ruin my life. (laughs) Thank you also to Dr. Kalen, to Kate Davies, to Obusense, and most of all, thank you to Jesse, Michael, and little Dominic. You guys are the best, and I had so much fun hanging out with you. Okay. Okay, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at SpermCast. You can call me or text me at 323-741-1818. You can also email me at spermcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I really do love you from the bottom of my heart. Have a great day. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. From gay, straight, black to white. Tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. An Erios production. Powered by Acast. 